Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number two of Merch Money. And we have today with us Jacob Topping. Yay. 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 Our very first guest. We're so excited. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, absolutely. So I'm sure everybody already knows who you are, but just in case, um, Jacob is has an amazing book out, uh, international seller, Merch in the World of Print on Demand, um, 365 pages. Yes. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice small little book there, jam packed with information. I mean, this thing. It has everything. It has marketing, which is what we're going to be focusing on today. Um, but it also has, what is it, 21 different print-on-demand platforms? Well, so I'm listed on 21 platforms, but the book, uh, in Chapter 4, there's more than 35 print-on-demand platforms. And then in Chapter 5, there's 10 or 11 more. So altogether, if you actually look at all the ones that are in the book, it works out to about uh, close to 50. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. Everyone, everyone needs to get it. The link is in the uh, description of the video too. But anyway, and on top of that, he had a fire yesterday and is still here with us today. Yeah. So the key is if your furnace, if the temperature coming out of your furnace is, is nice and comfortable, it's all good. But if it's like 900 degrees Fahrenheit, it's not good. It's bad. And if there's smoke coming out and setting off the fire alarm and the fire department comes to your house, and that's problematic. So that's what we had yesterday. Um, the problem, the, the biggest thing that stressed us out is there was smoke coming out of uh, all over the place and we couldn't find fire. We're like, there's a lot of smoke here and it's really, really, really hot, but there's no fire. And we're looking in all the rooms and smelling around. Everything's like super smoky, right? And the fire alarms are sounding and like the neighbors are coming over. It's kind of getting out of hand, right? There's like smoke coming from our house and uh, we couldn't find the source of the heat or the sort of like the fire or like what's going on, right? And I noticed that uh, there was a lot of heat coming out of the vents and I thought maybe there was a fire in the basement, right? Coming up through the vents. So I went down and I checked the, the furnace. It was like the first thing I looked at and it was like perfectly normal. It wasn't like overly hot or anything. It looked fine. Um, but what I didn't know is that it was cycling on and off. So when it was on, it went up to like 900 degrees and then it came off and just cooled down. And I was down when it was cooled down. So when I checked it, it was like no big deal. Like put my hand on it. It was fine. But then like two minutes later, it would crank up again to, because the thermostat would say, Oh, it's getting cold. Turn it, turn on the furnace. And the problem was the fan that blows the hot air up the furnace was not operating. And so. It just, when it turned on, it was just natural gas blowing into our furnace and not going anywhere, just getting hotter and hotter. Like it was like a barbecue, right? Um, or like a grill. So that air, it wasn't moving at all. So it just got hotter and hotter and hotter. And then, you know, heat rises. So it just went straight up. So all of the heat was coming out of one duct. And it was like, you know, when you, you know when you have your oven and you run like the self-clean and it locks the oven and then it gets super hot and everything's like, whoa, it's really hot and it smells funny. Our whole house was like that. I'm so glad you guys got out of there and you're okay. Oh, yeah. that's just crazy. When I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh. I yeah, can't so that was, to deal with that. that was like last night. So yesterday we had, um, that when the, we live in the middle of nowhere. Like I, I, I always say that I live near Ottawa, but I live about an hour or so from Ottawa, uh, Ontario, which is the capital city of Canada. And um, in our area, there's only probably like two or 300 people max right? 
And the closest nearby town is, you know, it's like five to 10 minutes away. It's about 8,000 people. And then like 30 minutes in the other direction, there's another place that is like 7,000 people. And so when we called 911, we're like, yeah, we have a fire and we can't find it. And there's a lot of smoke and our fire alarms are going off. So they called the fire department, but they called all the surrounding fire departments because there isn't oh one here. Right? And so we had three different fire uh, departments and all of their staff. So there was somewhere between like 40 and 60 firefighters that showed up and there was uh, pumper trucks because we don't have plumbing here. It's all like uh, groundwater. So they bring the water to the site. So there's pumper trucks all down the street and ambulances and police. And there's like, including all the first responders, there's probably about a hundred people that showed up on our front lawn. Um, it's just kind of weird. And then all the neighbors are like, what's going on? Is the house burning down? Let's gather around and go. So, uh, which was really nice and they were caring and stuff. We had a lot of offers for support and it was nice, but it was frustrating that we couldn't find like, what was the problem? Even when they got there, like the firefighters are like, yeah, there's no fire, but it's obviously a problem. Your house is full of smoke (laughs) and it's super hot. Um, so they had like thermal guns. They were looking for fire between the walls. Um, and they didn't find anything. And then the th- same thing happened with them. They would look for it and it would be cold. They're like, it's not even hot, but there's smoke coming out. It doesn't make sense, right? Because the furnace would turn off, right? And then when it came back on again, it was just like billowing smoke. It was burning the inside of our walls. Oh right? my God. So if we weren't home, we probably wouldn't have a house today, but we had just been out all day. So we're happy that we came home. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yep, and yeah. the the other news of the day is that it's Amy's birthday. So thank you, Amy, for being here also on your birthday. Happy birthday. Amy. Happy to Amy Springer. Thank I know we have two Amy's. There she is. Texas Amy. Texas Amy. <laughs> so and then in addition to that, she just teared up to 4,000 tier today on her birthday. Whoa! Yeah, it was a great birthday present. I'm stoked. So, yeah, thank you. And Michelle teared up last episode and we forgot to say anything. So congratulations to Michelle. 2,000. 2,000 tier. And then I teared up a couple days ago too. So three of us in the last week. So anyway, well, we'll get into it now. Um, the way uh, it's way too much information for one episode. And Jacob has, so, I mean, we would need to have him on like every day of the year to go through all this well, stuff the book, that he knows. The, the ebook is 365 pages. <laughs> and there's one day. One day. It's all by accident. We've exactly. got something planned for yeah. later. And, and we uh, only have an episode. We only have an episode once a week. So we're talking like seven years or something worth of <laughs> Jacob's topic. <episode. laughs> so anyway, so t- what, what I thought we'd do is just each of us kind of uh, pick a few of the topics to talk about. So Amy's going to start first and she is going to be covering Facebook ads and AMS. And then, um, and then we'll go into, she'll say how she does it in her business. And then we'll talk to Jacob and see like other tips and other things that he can add. And then we'll go down the line and each of us will, cover a different one. So Amy, do you want to go first? Sure. So marketing mayhem girl here. <laughs> and I only say that because I feel like I've earned a little bit of stripes with having spent uh, over six figures on Facebook ads since about 2014, I think. Oh. Um, yeah. Now the challenge with Facebook ads, I mean, that sounds like, oh, wow, you know, but 
you know, you constantly have to be monitoring them and making sure you're profitable, right? So I started out in Kindle publishing. I used Facebook ads for that. I moved to my Shopify store, did print on demand very heavily and use Facebook ads for that. Again, it's a balance. Um, always making sure you're, you know, you're on top, right? Um, as far as with merch, I have experimented because we're kind of limited in what we can do, right? We can't track any sales, which is unfortunate. That's Amazon, you know, just not giving that information. Um, so you really only have, uh, from what I've done, you, you have like two options in terms of direct advertising from Facebook to Amazon. So one option is you can create a page post engagement. So you see all the time if you have a, a fan page and you post something on your fan page and it says, oh, do you want to boost this post? Um, I don't recommend clicking that button. I recommend actually going into a Facebook ads account, setting up a business manager, setting up an ad um, via the inside of Facebook ads manager. Um, what that will do is generate your, it'll take your fan page and your post and it'll basically show it to who you want. You know, you can just show it to your fan page. You can show it to um, like, say you've got a funny cat shirt. You can show it to people who love all these funny cat pages, cat videos, you know, there's, there's, there's just a million ways to target people on Facebook. And it, actually it's kind of overwhelming. Um, so that's one option of Facebook ads. The other way is what they call clicks to website, which I, this, this phrase keeps getting changed on Facebook. So it's probably called something else by now, but um, basically what you're doing is you're creating almost like a, what they call a dark post. Uh, what that means, nobody's gonna see it on your fan page. Um, it's not like you go on your page and you post something. You go into the back end of Facebook and you create um, traffic. I think the option is just traffic now, actually, that I'm thinking about it. Uh, and it'll tell you like, okay, we need you to um, give us a picture, give us a link. What call to action button do you want? Um, personally, I've always found the shop now call to action to be the, the best one that gets people clicking. And as far as relating that to merch, um, I've tested like pictures with models in the shirt. Uh, I've tested video ads where I've got multiple colors, multiple shirt styles. Um, like for instance, I even took one of my shirts that was in a hoodie, a long sleeve, a t-shirt, and I made like a little video slideshow. And I've tested um, just, you know, very simple kind of ads like, hey, you know, do you love cats? Click here or, you know, shop now button and just keep it straightforward, right? Don't give a lot of fluff in these ads because you just want people to go, you just want them to click, right? That's, that's what you're paying for. Um, I will say, you know, it depends on what you're marketing, but I have had success with trending uh, type of shirts that you know people are seeing on Facebook, clicking my ad, going into merch. Now, of course, you could say, well, did that sale come from Facebook or did it just, you know, was it an organic sale? We we don't really know, but I'll tell you this: if it wasn't making sales before and now you're sending traffic, chances are, you know, either A, Amazon is rewarding you for for giving extra traffic out of your own pocket, or B, they actually are buying, you know, from that link, which in turn will help you, right? Cause you're going to get a sales rank. You're going to get boosted in the search for whatever, maybe um, certain keywords in your title or your brand. Amazon is, is going to favor you. And I found this to be very, very true with um, Kindle publishing. Uh, I would send them to my Kindle book. 
you know, and <laughs> I was willing to, to spend more than I was making per royalty, right? Because I knew Amazon was going to boost me up, boost me up, boost me up. And that would give me better exposure, right? You're really paying for exposure. And then you're waiting for that kind of, uh, you know, catch 22 where it's like Amazon's like, oh, we're not really going to show your shirt. Oh, but now you're sending traffic. So we're going to show it to more people and more people, you know, because you're getting more and more traffic and you're getting more and more sales. So those are the kinds of ads that I was using with Facebook. Um, like I said, it's it works better for trends, um, hot phrases, things like that, things, events that are going on. I've tried it for some of my top selling uh, evergreen shirts. And I would say, you know, it would maybe it was working a little bit, but it wasn't working enough for me to be profitable. And I was turning my attentions more and more over to AMS. So I like AMS because, you know, and granted, I realize like some people can't get this uh, ads platform right now, which really sucks. I'm sorry. Um, but for those of you who have an AMS account, I know there's a chance in a month you might not have it. But I would say strike while it's hot because there, if there's ever an opportunity, and this is something I learned in, when with Kindle Publishing was just grab the freaking opportunity. Like, don't just sit there and complain about, oh, it's going to be gone. And, you know, what's the point? If you already have an account and you're already semi-familiar, um, you know, take advantage of that. Uh, as far as what kind of things work on AMS, I can get Evergreen to sell. I know some people say, no, I can never sell evergreen. It's um, holidays only or, you know, trending. Um, you know, some people only test those products, though. They won't even bother trying their evergreen stuff that's already made sales. Um, and that's what I highly recommend, too, is that you stick with shirts that have sold already organically, right? Um, and even if it's something that you shared to your you know, fan page and people bought it, that's fine. Amy, but it's always I don't easier. Mean to cut in, but can you explain for the people that are watching that don't know what AMS is? Yeah, you know sure. Is. So Amazon Marketing Services, they have a platform where you can take your shirt, ASIN, and you can plug it in and they'll say, oh, here's your shirt. Here's all the colors. And you want to send traffic to it, right? There's auto and there's manual bidding. Auto, it, it's kind of funny. They call it auto, but you still have to pick a bid. <laughs> Um, so you still go in there and you tell them, okay, I'm only, you know, I only want to spend 25 cents a click, right? That's my max. Uh, manual bidding, the difference is you, you do bid, but you bid based on keywords. So you can plug in whatever keywords you think people might be searching for. And in manual, you have three options. You have, um, well, three, three regular options. You have broad, which is like, you know, cat shirt, right? That's pretty broad. You have phrase, funny cat t-shirt for women. That might be a phrase. Um, what phrase means is Amazon's going to take chunks of that uh, phrase that you're giving them. So if they see somebody typing in, you know, cat women's shirt, they're probably going to show your ad because that's got some of the words in it. It doesn't have to be exact. And that's the beauty of it because some people type things really weird and backwards like T-shirt women cat lover, you know, like <laughs> you, you just, you got to get in the mind of your consumer sometimes and realize sometimes they have no idea how to type what they're searching. <laughs> so that's phrase. And then there's exact now exact. Most of the time I've had success with exact keywords. If I bid high, because you're literally like telling Amazon, I want funny cat t-shirt. I want all the traffic 
sent to my, you know, my listing. And what the the sponsored ads is is pretty much all I've ever played with. Uh, what it does is when somebody searches this on Amazon, you're going to see at the top um, these little like it looks like a little question mark next to your your picture of your shirt, and it says sponsored, right? It's it's always going to pop up either first couple of search results. Hopefully, if the niche isn't like completely competitive, um, I have seen sponsored ads way at the bottom of page one, which kind of is uh, unfortunate. But if there's a lot of people running ads and your your bid is low, then that's what happens. So that's how it kind of shows up in the feed. And I hope all this makes sense. I know it's like a lot of information, especially if you're totally new to AMS. <laughs> but I've had success with both auto and manual. Um, what I like to do is take that, say like I had an evergreen shirt that was, you know, had made a couple sales, heck, even one sale, I'll throw an ad on it. And I would start fairly low with my bids. Um, at this point, more and more people are on the platform. So I'm starting in like the 30 cents kind of ranges. Uh, before that, you could get away with like 20 cent bids, right? Because not that many people were on it, but um, it definitely got put out there and more and more people jumped on. So I wait like pretty much two days because there's this like crazy delay with ads <laughs> where you don't even see impressions maybe for 24 hours, even though the Amazon is actually serving your ad, you get the data 24 to 48 hours behind. Um, oftentimes too, I've made sales, like you can see on your dashboard, you've made the sale, but AMS never catches it. Um, they might attribute it to, oh yeah, they clicked your ad, but they ended up picking a different color or they ended up picking a different style. You know, Maybe they clicked the kid's shirt, but they bought a woman's. So it's my understanding that if that kind of stuff happens, it might not track your sale makes it a little bit confusing when you look at your numbers on, you know, the AMS software and they have what they call an A cost, which is like an average cost of sale. And honestly, it, it's more confusing than it needs to be. I completely ignore this number. I look at my daily amounts of what AMS is billing me. <laughs> it was one of the, it was one of the best ways to find out what you're actually giving to Amazon in terms of money out of your pocket. Uh, there is a section where you can go to billing, and you can see, okay, how much charges has Amazon accrued, right? Um, you can also see on your AMS uh, columns for each ad, how much is spent, how many sales, um, how many impressions, but with the data being so delayed, it makes it very challenging to make wise decisions sometimes about, you know, do I raise the bid? Do I lower the bid? Do I turn it off? Um, so I just like to look at my own numbers and if I say I have 20 ads running and I've spent, you know, my billing history, I can look at yesterday's cause I, I keep track of this every day. I look at yesterday's and my billing, you know, says $10 spent today. It says 1450, right? So I can say, okay, I spent 450 in 24 hours and across 20 some ads, you know, if, as long as I made like, cause I priced my shirts decent, as long as I made one sale, Keep them all running, right? <laughs> now, if you this see is, something- This is why we call her our marketing mayhem girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything. It sounds so, so let's, like, I don't know, it sounds let's so let, Let's uh, let Michelle ask Jacob some questions now. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. He all right. Well, one thing so, I, do, I just wanted to say, Amy, that was really good explaining. Does um, that explain it? Okay, good. Yes. I, you, you explained it better than I could. <laughs> I was taking notes over here. Me too. I've been taking notes. <laughs> Um, 
Jacob, why don't you tell us a little bit about in your book about um, some marketing strategies that you have that you mentioned in your book and what works for you? Sure. Okay. So uh, in the book itself, I like to always take a step back and look at why do we do things and what is the result we're looking for and how do we measure the result, right? Because as Amy mentioned, like Amazon, when you're doing AMS, it gives you lots of data. And sometimes it's easy just to say, okay, well, this is how much I'm spending every day and this is how many sales I'm making. Is it effective? Yes or no, right? And that's sort of um, a quick and easy way to do it so that it doesn't take up too much space in your mind, right? It's just easy. I spent this much, I sold this much. Did I make money? Yes or no, right? Um, but I want to take a step back to the Facebook part because that's sort of what she was talking about first. So in the book itself, uh, Merchant in the World of Print on Demand, there's a whole chapter on marketing. And the marketing chapter is split into different platforms. Uh, Facebook is one of the top platforms that people market with for, when they're marketing to any of the print-on-demand platforms, uh, both Merch by Amazon and other ones. So the first part of the chapter, um, actually, even before I get to Facebook, I get into why do people market, right? Like, why would somebody buy something, right? Some people shop based on price. Some people pri uh, shop based on exclusivity. Some people um, shop based on convenience, like how fast I can get something, the amount of time and things like that. So when we're looking at Merch by Amazon, the advantage of Merch by Amazon that it has really two big advantages over other pods. One is um, prime shipping and the brand behind prime shipping. People know that when they go to Merch by Amazon or when they go to Amazon and they buy a shirt, they're expecting to be able to get it with prime shipping, right? And that's something that other pods, uh, although they have similar services and some of them are even faster than prime, um, they, Amazon Prime has that branding. The second reason is, uh, as sellers, we like to sell on Amazon because it's got huge traffic, right? And it's that huge traffic that causes an issue, and that's why AMS uh, allows you to basically get ahead of everyone else and put your shirts in front of people. So that's kind of like a background and a history. But in terms of what's in the book, uh, there's a chapter five has Facebook, and in it, each one of the uh, platforms that I have, I go through multiple different ways that you can use marketing. Some of them are paid. And some of them are free, and I tried to put in both. So, for example, in Facebook, I talk about Facebook Pixel, and I've got a question. So, Amy, when you're doing your Facebook uh, marketing, are you using Pixel for your Merch by Amazon shirts? No, not at all. And that's kind of the challenge. I know there's some ways to like divert through a, a link of some sort yeah. and capture that. Yeah, exactly. So, one thing that I recommended the book is using Facebook Pixel, and what it allows you to do is build a lookalike audience. So, you'll be targeting people like cats, right? you'll run your ad. What you're doing now is you're making like the listing to Merch by Amazon and then people that like cats, they click on it and hopefully you get a sale. But you can't really track how effective that is and you can't tell the difference between somebody that came in through Facebook or somebody that just came in through Amazon if you're not tracking it, right? So what I recommend is if you learn how to use Pixel, there's a whole section in the book, it's under Facebook Pixel. It shows you how it works, what it is, there's links to videos on how to do it, there's link, there's, uh, it shows you exactly how you can target your Facebook ads for that. And what you can do is you can run from Facebook into something like Shopify, where on Shopify you have a forwarding link. And then that allows you to use Pixel to capture the buyer's information so you know who's clicking on your ads and who isn't. So you can test the effectiveness of your ads. That's one advantage. Another advantage is you're capturing uh, audience data so you can build lookalike ads to target more effectively on Facebook. The third thing is you're running it through Shopify and Shopify itself has tons of different apps that can plug in and give you all kinds of extra data. So you can capture your client information coming off the pixel in Shopify, and then you can forward it from Shopify through an Amazon affiliate link, and you can boost your sales per se your um, the money that you make per sale because not only are you getting the royalty from Merch by Amazon, 
but you're also getting the 7% commission from Amazon affiliates. So you can set up a workflow from Facebook through Facebook Pixel into Shopify and then over to Merch by Amazon. So now you're capturing, you know what's effective and what isn't. You know who's buying it, you can retarget those people. You can build a lookalike audience and target other people who'd be interested in that design. You're boosting your revenue for every sale that you're driving traffic to on Merch by Amazon, plus you're still making the sales on Merch by Amazon, right? And that's not talking about really any other pods. That's just Merch by Amazon and Facebook. So on that one page alone, I think there's some information that people could find useful. I go into other ways that you can use Facebook outside of paid marketing. So you can use uh, pixel data without running paid ads. You can do free advertising within Facebook. And you touched on that. You said talking about building a group, for example. So you can have a group, you can have a page, you can have uh, interests, topics, and you can sort those by different types. So you know when you go into Facebook and you create a, a page, you know how they give you all the options of different types of audiences that that page is built for? They're doing that so that they can drive the correct type of traffic for organic search within Facebook. So if you're driving an audience and you have a particular type of traffic that you've made the page for, you want to put designs into that page that make sense for that group of people, right? And you can maybe have, you could have the same page with the exact same topic. You could have a cat page, but you could have 10 different cat pages. And each one of them, when you set up the page itself, could have 10 different audience uh, targets for cats. They're all cats. They're all on Facebook. They're all pages but you've broken up the type of advertising that's being driven organically within Facebook because uh, people are using Facebook for search, right? I know I've done that before. I've searched for things on Google. Don't find what I look for. Maybe I'll go to YouTube, I'll search there. If I don't find it there, maybe I'll go to Facebook and search. And as people use mobile more, they're using Facebook more often because it's convenient, right? So Jacob, I talked about setting go up- go into this much detail for that to help these people, to help um, readers to be yeah, able- I, yeah, so like um, I'll talk about the different types. So I'll say there's pages, there's different types of pages that you can set up, it's free yeah. to do that. I talk about how to build the audience in it. Then groups, why you would do a group, what's the difference between a group and a page. Uh, existing groups, so partnering with somebody like influence marketing and getting into an existing group of people and how you can target those people. Um, I get into personal pages, but even within like existing groups, I break that down further. So. I go through different ways that you can partner with somebody in a group. Like I've partnered with you guys through uh, your YouTube live video and I'm marketing the book right now. Like it's, it's currently yeah. happening, right? So you guys are influencers and we've got a partnership here. And then the benefit to you guys is you've partnered with me. I'm an influencer and I'm driving like 10,000 plus views to your new YouTube channel, which is beneficial for you guys. So you wanna find a win-win scenario where you can partner with anybody. Um, but when you talk about existing groups, there's lots of different ways you can do that, right? You can offer them cash. You can pay for traffic, right? Like you can go to admin and say, hey, I'll give you $200 to get in front of however many um, of the people in your audience. And you may be the only person in that audience that's getting in front of them because nobody else is offering cash, right? So if you want to get in front of like 30,000 people or 50,000 people or 100,000 people, there's private groups with huge numbers and you can put your ads, your ads, but your your uh, listings for Merch by Amazon shirts in front of those people. So talk about cash. If you don't have cash, you can barter, right? You can say, hey, I'll offer you this. I'll give you information that targets your people that they're looking for, stuff that they might be not finding elsewhere. In exchange for that, I want to be able to put some of my listings in here and then kind of show people how it works, right? There's bartering. I talk about exclusive content. So you can provide that group with content that they can't get elsewhere. That's beneficial for the group. And it's also beneficial for you if you've got a product that serves that group on Merch by Amazon. Um, recognition. So sometimes people, um, the people that build groups, I'm sure you guys have had groups and you're building a group now. Um, sometimes it's just nice to have that extra recognitions, right? So you can kind of, I don't know, 
quote unquote, uh, like, I don't want to say butter people up, but you can encourage people and give them support. And that's valuable to some people. Everybody's different on how they do their groups, right? So that's just all under the existing group page. Like there's two pages on that one topic in the book. All of those are there. Perfect. Can you include links too with those resources at all? Do you know? Yeah. So uh, there's links throughout the book. There's more than uh, 350 links inside the book. And there's Yay. thousands of video links as well. So, so for example, um, in the That's Facebook great. ad manager, I've got a link directly to the Facebook ad manager um, content creation guide. So you can go in there and see exactly what they're looking for. I've got pictures and things of the things you can target. You can I think see you went a little above and beyond here, Jacob. Well, you <laughs> to look at like Facebook. So this is like, I've shown you two and a half pages from the book. It's got 365 <laughs> And there's 365, pages. guys. 365, yeah. Here Perhaps I've got uh, a blog post on how to, the complete guide for targeting on Facebook from advertisement. And I give credit if I'm using somebody else's material, so it's from advertisement. It gives you literally all of the interests you can target in Facebook. So everything from hobbies and activities, entertainment, business and industry, sports and outdoors, shopping and fashion, uh, food and drink, technology, fitness and wellness, family and relationships. Those are the top level categories. That's not the targets. Those are just the categories. If you go into any one of those categories, uh, so Brianna, you're on the screen. You're probably interested in fitness and wellness, I'm guessing, right? Yep. So we've got bodybuilding, <laughs> uh, cycling, meditation, nutrition, uh, private exercise, physical fitness, running, weight training, yoga, uh, Zumba. That's subcategories in one category of just the interest section of Facebook, right? So I've got a picture that I give you an example, but if you click on the link, the links are where it's full of data. Like there's one big link there and I, I type it out in the written book, but in the uh, ebook that you guys have, the Gumroad one, you just click on it and go to it. Not only does it show you interests, it also goes into all the categories, right? You can target by geography, you can target by, you know, political association, what they're most likely to vote for, right? You can target by uh, profession. Like I wanna target a nurse, who tends to vote whatever political party and they like dogs and they're interested in, I don't know, food, they're interested in wine, cooking and bodybuilding. And you Geography can build an ad else. that specific and then you can serve up that design that you've built to those people. So uh, one Amazing. of the strategies is when you're designing your designs for Merch by Amazon, instead of making a design and trying to figure out how to market to it, figure out what you wanna to market to and build the design for that group, right? Do it in reverse. Yeah. You can literally just by using Facebook uh, interest targeting things that you can go to, you can use that as your niche resource. And I recommend doing that. I have a whole niche section, which is separate from this call, so it shouldn't get into it. But you can use Facebook um, ad marketing targets as niche ideas for which designs to build. And then you know the designs are specifically built for those targeted groups, right? Jacob, do you think Facebook's getting pricey? Yeah, the price of Facebook has gone up relative to what it was. So in 2015, it was much lower uh, for ads that you're running through Facebook. But most of the suggestions I have in the book are cost free. It doesn't matter what the price is because you're not paying anything. It's free, right? So your personal page, I show people how to do that. Local groups and pages, right? Like in my area, I said before, I live in the middle of nowhere. There's a 24 hour garage sale that runs all the time and there's, you know, 20,000 people on it. There's not even 20,000 people in our area, but the surrounding area, there's like 25, 30,000 people, right? So I can put up shirts there that go to Merch by Amazon and I can target people local to my area. But in the book, I take it a step further. You're on the internet. Your local area is your local area, but I could target somebody else's local area, right? <laughs> 
So if I know somebody that lives in Texas and I want to target their community for ads for Merch by Amazon, I can build specific ads that are targeted to their local community. And I give examples, right? So here I'm talking about uh, Shigoma, Japan. Do you guys know about Shigoma, Japan? It is considered the lunch sushi capital of the world. But guess what? It's a very small community in Japan, right? So you can target ads to that community and then run designs that fit for them. And you can target them specifically, like to the prefecture. How did you think of something Japan. like that? That's what I'm trying to wonder. So what when I wrote the book, my goal was to what put in it the together world? so that nobody uh, would have to really look anywhere else. Like it's, well, you've read parts of it, right? Uh, most people flip through it and look at stuff. And uh, I, I spent over a thousand hours of research to build the content that I would want to look at. And I use it myself. I refer to it all the time. Like there's way more information here than I can just remember offhand. So I always refer to my own book on my computer. Um, I just have the PDF set up. And then if I search something, because I wrote it, I know that everything that's there is stuff that I would want to see. If I go and Google search something, I might get 25 pages of garbage and like one page of that is good. But if I go and look at my own book, on my own computer, I've already looked at it, right? And so I can go back to that and know that everything that I'm looking at is good and will work. Because I've that was the consideration. If it's good and it works, I put it in the book. If it sucks and it doesn't work, I didn't put it in the book. It's a really, that's kind of the approach that I looked at it. But I get into like uh, rich content. So different kinds of content that you can put into Facebook, what's allowed, what's not allowed, how to boost ads if you want to do ads. Um, I've got bonus tips. Uh, target time-based events. So if you want to target like, uh, here I've got uh, festivals, holidays, fairs, conferences, movies, new movies, video games, concerts, sports games, seasonal activities, skiing, swimming, ice fishing, maple syrup, sap collecting, right? Jacob, like, do you find the, the, the trends thing like for the ads you've run? Is that like your most successful stuff? I don't do much saying? ads. Most of the marketing okay. that I do is because that's why I'm on so many platforms. Most of what I'm looking for is organic. But I'll use some of the things from paid advertising to inform my designs. So they want to do them organically. They're just found when people SEO, like when they're searching for them. So I'll target things that people will search for and it drives its own traffic and I pay nothing for it. Right. And not only that, I'll verify what it is that I'm looking for. I'll check to see if it's seasonal traffic or if it's specific to the time of year. Or is it something that comes up once in a while? Is it evergreen? There's all kinds of different things. So if I'm looking at a niche list that I've created for myself, so like I've put in how to do that in the book as well. There's a whole, there's like a, almost 10 pages of how to do niches. Um, there's over a hundred different ways to create a niche list. So anybody that's buying niche lists or who's making and selling niche lists, this is both of these groups of people would be helped by that section. That but what awesome. I'll do is if I find a niche, Right, so let's say I want to target somebody that's interested in thermometers. Right, they're a scientist. They love thermometers. They really yeah. into thing. You know, <laughs> they call, like, we got so a scientist in the group. Yeah, well, there's all I'm kinds of science geek. Right? You know, when you go to like the tourist store and they have the the water ones with colored water and it like moves the little ball up and down depending on the pressure, right? And there's like barometers and there's hydrometers and there's regular thermometers and there's like the little spinny dial thing that says it's going to be cloudy or whatever. So you just look at it and you can tell what the temperature is or Hey, people have Alexa, right? They're into like the thermometer apps, right? So um, the weather apps, I guess, weather. So if I'm targeting somebody that likes that, I want to be able to build designs around that group of people. But I want to find out, well, are people that like thermometer things, when do they buy? So then I'll go to Google Trends, right? I'll type in like whatever the term is that I'm looking for. And I'll see, is this seasonal or not? And if it is, 
am I in the season or not, right? I'm not going to post up a water skiing thing in the middle of winter, uh, or I'm probably not going to do an ice fishing shirt in the middle of the summer. Because not a lot of people are ice fishing in the summer because there's no ice, regardless of where you are. You can be like in the high Arctic and the water thaws, right? No ice fishing. So I'll look at like Google Trends to tell me when that niche makes sense to advertise for. That's awesome. Um, I think this is the perfect segue to go to Brianna because Brianna is our scientist in the group. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if I didn't quite get into AMS, but that's just that's so we we covered three pages of Facebook stuff that's in the book. And it was amazing. Well, Brianna, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's amazing. I can't wait to read it, Jacob, because that Same. sounds like awesome. I might need to get the printed version. Yeah. So well, some people are buying. So here's the thing: the Gumroad version, the one that you have a link to. It gives you bonus files that aren't available in the printed version. And then it also has like clickable links. You can click on it and go straight to it. It's convenient. What's happening is I give free updates on the government version. So it's been like version one. There's a second edition, third edition, fourth edition. It's on the fifth edition right now, right? But some people that bought the Gumroad version and they have the ebook already are buying it a second time. And they're also buying the print version just because I like to refer to it, right? Like. I like to put these little tabs and stuff. I can tab it up and refer to it, flip to it, right? And the more I use it, the quicker it gets. Do you so sell I, it on I mean, Amazon then, the printed version? Yeah, if you want the printed version, you can go to amazon.com or amazon.ca or .mx or Brazil, or it's on 11 different Amazon marketplaces. Wow. In print. Oh, wow. And, and I should add, it's making sales in multiple Amazon marketplaces, which awesome. I'm really excited about. It's my first Amazon printed book. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, congratulations. Jeez. Amazing. <laughs> Just wrote um, like the POD Bible. <laughs> well, actually, somebody after one of my affiliates registered the domain, the themerchbible.com. And yeah. I didn't register. I don't own that domain. Somebody else did. So if you go to themerchbible.com, it'll take you straight to the book, which is kind of hilarious. Awesome. Of, course, of course, in my head, I'm like, oh, I wonder if he has an audio book. Actually, yeah. So I'm working with somebody right now to put together an audio edition. And the awesome. audio edition, the question that we have is, do I want one audio edition or do I want it available in different accents? So I've got two offers from two different people that want to do the audio for the audio version. And then I was Tara wants me to do it myself. Tara's my wife. And then I have two other people that have recording studios that have offered to do it. And then I don't know if you guys know this, but Amazon has Amazon ACX and you can get audio recording done for you. So if you already have a book, like Amy, you said you had a Kindle book. If you yeah, want to make that an audio book on ACX, you can your Amazon ACX and mm -hmm. you can hire a voice actor to make your audio book. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And you can, you don't even have to pay be an audio version, which is nice. Like you can go in on a split with them, um, negotiate like a 50, 50 on the sales. So you don't even have to pay for a voiceover. Yeah, you can get free audiobook that way, or you can negotiate it, or you can take a percentage. Uh, there's all kinds of different ways. So I'm kind of sorting out who's doing it and how we're going to account for it. But since cool. you asked, but yeah, there's going to be an audiobook. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so Instagram is what we're going to talk about next. And sure. hopefully you have a lot to add to this area because I'm extremely new to it, but I'm having a lot of fun um, experimenting with it. Um, I know a lot. I mentioned this last time, so I'm really getting into the hashtags and using those to drive obviously sales um, to merch by Amazon that way. Um, I have noticed that um, the use of the hashtags on Facebook is a little off-putting to people that don't know what hashtags are. They think you're like 
sending a secret code. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It just really weirds people out when they don't, when they don't understand what the hashtags are for. Obviously I'm using them for search purposes um, when I'm using them. But what I wanted to do was just kind of go down quickly, like almost like the hacks I've come up with for navigating Instagram. And then Jacob, you can elaborate on, um, on any of them. Sure. Um, so the first thing I did was, um, Helen, I watched your, um, Amazon spark, um, video, which awesome. was amazing because I had no idea about Amazon spark. So immediately that, you know, I'm like, I had to stop what I'm doing. Gotta get on Amazon spark right now. We got that up there. <laughs> and, um, so what I did was I, I, um, I created one. I just downloaded like a, a free background. Honestly, it was not that cute but it was a background and a shirt on it and they kind of went together and I, I created my post. And then what I did was I just basically took that post and then went over to Instagram with it and did my thing on Instagram. So, um, uh, what I found out was, um, when you're posting on Instagram, you can actually click on a little tab or a, a link that says view insights and you're actually able to check back, um, days, weeks, months later to see uh, where all the traffic for that post has been coming from. So I had posted um, different t-shirts before, but this one in particular got way more traffic and I'm trying to figure out why. I don't know if it's if it's the picture, I don't know if it's the hashtags I used, but um, when I took a look at the insights, after using everything I did on Spark and then moving it over to Instagram, um, I think the number was 20% of my traffic came from people that did not follow me or know me. So somehow the That's good traffic. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Now I haven't gone back farther than that. That that was just a post from three or four days ago. So I need to go back and take a look at some shirts that I posted, you know, maybe a couple weeks ago to see what the differences are between the two. But yeah, I was, I was pretty excited when I checked that out. Um, as far as if you don't understand with Instagram, so it's really weird about posting links. Um, so that's kind of the, the strange part of, of using it. We're used to Facebook. You advertise something, boom, you click on it. And Instagram is not so easy. So um, there is the only place that I have found on Instagram where you can put a clickable link is in your bio. And so what I have done right now is just use a free app link tree. Uh, but you could create a landing page. I mean, you could do whatever there. But the point is they can click on my bio and it can pop over to a page that could be a t-shirt store, it could be a Shopify store, it could be a set of links to, to drive traffic. So that's one thing to keep in mind. And the strange part is, however, everywhere else on Instagram, you can't actually use clickable links. So um, you have to come up with other ways for people to click on those and, and to drive traffic, at least to my knowledge. And again, I'm super new at this, so um, I'm not uh, 100% on any of it. Um, I do, I've noticed a lot of Instagram users, so they'll, they'll post, you know, the ha these great hashtags. When you're posting your hashtags, you can see how many, um, I guess it'd be the popularity or how many posts are currently using that hashtag. So then you know if like there's a million hits or four hits, which keywords to to hit, which ones are probably going to bring in the most traffic. And it's funny that it's not always like smart to put hashtag t-shirt because it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a lot of traffic because there's 6 million t-shirt posts. Um, I have found success in narrowing down pretty hard on the uh, niche that I'm working with. 
Um, one other little hack that I came up with, um, I, I think I mentioned it last week, was um, I actually started following, there's a certain niche of activity that our family is into. And so I started to slowly follow other Instagram influencers that were sort of in this and um, in this niche. And then I went onto their page and actually um, created like a real comment, not a spammy one like, hey, I created this shirt, check it out, it's really cool. Like I, I went in there genuinely and I was like, hey, like our family does this, we love it. There's never enough shirts, like shoot me a message and I will make a shirt for your club. I will, um, you know, show you some of the shirts that I've made for this. And like immediately within 15 minutes of, of sharing on this gentleman's page, he had already DM'd me and we set something up. Um, so, you know, that is something, a nice lesson to take moving forward. Maybe um, something a virtual assistant can help you do um, as well. Um, as far as posting and, and finding active um, influences that are on Instagram to hopefully, you know, uh, direct to your t-shirt services, however you're approaching that, whether it's merch by Amazon or whether it's just designing. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, I don't necessarily know too much more about it. Um, definitely it's a visual platform. Like, it seems to be that I'm more successful when I'm not just being lazy and putting a picture of the shirt up there. Like wear the shirt, um, put it on a cool background, like um, be a little creative with it. And I'm hard. It's difficult for me because I'm very um, data driven. I'm, I'm numbers, I'm science, I'm math. And I'm all like, oh, you want me to get creative with this picture? <laughs> okay. Can somebody do it for me? So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, and I'm sure everybody's aware of these, but there's a lot of like really easy free picture services. Like, is it Fotor or something like that, where you can just pop open a tab real quick, make some hideous little background, <laughs> pop your t-shirt on it, boom, you're done. So <laughs> I like that advice. <laughs> I can throw in um, a tip because I've run Instagram ads. I've run uh, my own like uh, business pages, I think is how you're seeing the insights. Um, if you want to grow your following, like the actual people following you, uh, it was recommended to me that you should follow like, and of course this is definitely like a VA task, follow like no more than like 40 people an hour, but obviously people that are in your niche and stuff. And, and then they start to follow you back and, and maybe even go to other people's, um, like say you see somebody else selling the same kind of t-shirt, go to their followers and start following their followers. Uh, that'll, that'll help you gain, you know, following quick. And also if you post three to five times a day spread throughout the day, um, and you know, it'd probably be good to, to research when your audience is online, but that's definitely helps to, to grow your fans fast. Which um, is there, a, do you know, Amy of, um, I'm pretty sure I've seen or Jacob automated services for doing yeah. that for timing. Yeah. Yeah, so there's all kinds of uh, approved and unapproved ways to do that. So if you're posting and you're <laughs> making uh, posts to Instagram, you want to make sure you're using an approved poster to the platform. So things like Hootsuite, for example, you can do that for multiple uh, social media platforms. You can set up campaigns that post across multiple uh, social media campaigns with Hootsuite, just as an example. Um, and what it'll do is you put in like what the post is, you put in the media that uh, conforms best to that post. So in Instagram, you want to have like more of a square image. 
And uh, Facebook, depending on the platform you're targeting, it could be more square and there's certain ratios. So a 16 by nine ratio or a nine by 16, they offer um, posts on Facebook in every different ratio between those two, which is kind of weird, nine, 16, 16, nine, like they're opposites, right? Um, but anyways, you can do that. And then what you can do is you can have all of the different posts to multiple social media platforms simultaneously, and you can set them up to time throughout the day or at certain times of the day, and they don't have to be equally spread out. So if you know that um, you can look at your audience data and you can see what time of the day they're on to your, your own content, but you can also look up other people's audience data. So um, to answer your question about automating, yeah, Hootsuite, for example, is a good option. And there's more programs like Hootsuite. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different ones you can use to set up automated campaigns. And, and people are probably putting them in the comments right now, I'm guessing. There's live comments. This is a live you show, have right? to, do you have to be, because I used one where you had to have your phone and it was going to alert you that, hey, your post is ready to be, your scheduled post is ready to be posted, right? Does yeah, who eliminate that? Yeah, so there's, uh, I talk about this in the book. You can get artificial intelligence to run your campaigns as well. That's very different. Um, I don't know if you want me to get into that or not, because that's that's like a whole other thing. <laughs> Probably a little too tough, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll summarize yeah. it, okay? You can get a computer to run your marketing for you. They'll pull things off of your store. They'll price it. They'll create carousel ads and things for you. They'll target the audience for you. They'll like find out what's the most likely audience to buy this niche based on the words on your listing. Um, they'll build the actual thing. They'll do everything except the pricing. So as long as you have your products priced, which you would if you have a store, um, it literally builds everything and you can set up automated artificial intel. They're not bots. Like there's bots where you can like have a conversation with a bot and then there's AI and th there's AI that I talk about in the book called uh, kit CRM, which you can get through Shopify, but there's multiple types of AI and actually the list in the newest update, I actually go through multiple types of AIs that you can hire. Some of them are free. Some of them are paid, but think about this for free. I can get, an artificial intelligence computer to find my our target audience, grab the shirts from my store that it thinks would be most likely to buy those things based on its own thoughts, however it works, the AI thoughts. There's nobody behind it, right? Um, I don't have to write the copy. I don't have to say like the title and description and stuff. It like builds its own. It makes its own unique title that's human readable. It builds its own description. It builds a carousel ad with like 10 different shirts from my store including the pricing that it pulls from my store automatically. I don't touch any of it, right? All I have to do is say, how much do I want to spend and which platform do you want to put it on? And it builds the whole thing by itself. And then it targets that audience. It sets up a pixel for me. So I don't even have to know how to do pixel. It creates a pixel lookalike audience and it continues to retarget those groups of people anytime I want. And I talk with my AI bot on Facebook Messenger. So I'd be like, hi, Kit. They'd be like, oh, hi, Jacob. What do you want to do today? And I'll be like, I want to run an ad. <laughs> And it'll be like, great, what kind of ad do you want to put on? Facebook, Instagram, email campaign. You can do email campaigns using artificial intelligence and it'll retarget your email audience. That's so cool. Like okay. it gets great. And I talk about that in uh, chapter eight and I think in chapter 10, twice. I, I talk, some of the things I put in, um, it's kind of like a miscellaneous chapters. Chapter eight and 10 are, they get weird. That's incredible. A Amy, did you have any um, questions to ask Jacob about that I topic? I do with Instagram. Is it better to have like niche specific profiles or should you more focus on branding on Instagram? It depends on your business. Your, and it, yeah. So it, go ahead. There's more questions. In your book, you say it's more like a younger demographic and millennials and stuff. Would they prefer brands versus a niche? 
So as a general statement, anybody that's would be uh, like millennials and younger are much less brand specific. They don't care too much about brands. They care about lifestyle. They take about experience. Authenticity is really popular. Um, so for those ones, I would focus on the subject matter and not the brand. And then uh, like baby boomers and older, they're really specific about brands, right? So if you talk to just in a general sense, right? There's people that would argue on both of these and there's that's a whole like debate about that. But generally speaking, people that are older uh, focus and enjoy brands more. So they'll trust a brand. They'll like a branded car. Like maybe they would be more likely to drive like an Audi or a BMW or, or a brand that's very strong versus somebody like a millennial. They wouldn't really care as much. And they might be happy to drive a brand new brand that comes out like a Scion or like a, I don't like a, a different brand of car, for example, that's like a Tesla would be popular, right? Um, maybe that's a bad example. So yeah, in terms of how you brand it, it depends on how you're doing your business and which pods you're targeting and how you're wanting to build your traffic. So they both work, right? What I, what personally, what I do, and I mentioned this earlier, is most of my traffic's organic. So I have general stores, um, but within those general stores, I'll set up categories for different niches that I'm targeting to. And then I'll, if I run a campaign, which I don't do often, but when I do that, I'll target the entire category within my store to that platform. Now, do you use, um different profiles for different niches with that versus well, just one profile and you just throw up like cat shirts and pinata shirts or whatever. Yeah. Most of my, like it just, it happens <laughs> to be like, most wow, of my Wow. Those are two different things. She's, yeah. she's thinking birthday. For. She's on her birthday no, day, it's day Fiesta today. in San Antonio. So Fiesta oh, in my okay. mind. <laughs> yeah. It, it depends. I'll give you an example. So up until this point, we've been talking about merch by Amazon, right? which in itself is just one pod. It's it's a pod that happens to be with Amazon's pod, right? But um, in the book, you know, there's, it goes through lots of different pods. And the ones that I'm on, they're all very different. And they each have different strengths and weaknesses. So, for example, if you want to sell on an Etsy, the question would be, do I want to have one Etsy with all my shirts for all these different topics? Or do I want to set up a different Etsy shop on my Etsy store and have multiple shops, each shop targeting a specific niche? For Etsy, specifically, each of those individual shops is way more effective than doing a general store on Etsy, right? Because somebody that goes to Etsy is looking for handmade, handcrafted, unique things, things they can't find in the store, things they can't necessarily find on Amazon even. They'll go to Etsy to get that special gift for somebody, right? Like a custom, I bought a custom flower pot for somebody. I used uh, Shutterfly and I put the name of their flower on it in a symbol that represented what their flower means to them, right? And like that's very specific, right? So people will go to Etsy for very specific, handcrafted, customized things. That's what their expectation is. So if you have an Etsy store, I recommend doing specific shops for each of the niche that you want to target. But if you go to something like Redbubble, uh, you can easily do multiple types of designs simultaneously, and you can categorize them into collections, right? So each collection could target a different group of people. And the way their algorithm works is um, if you've got a collection, it will show up in collections of things. So um, I actually list, I mean, I don't want to get too off topic because I can yeah. go all over the place it's here. Okay. But. I, I just want to jump in real quick. We sure. um, we might go over a little bit, so I apologize. But my topic was going to be on Pinterest, but I think we will uh, skip it unless um, Jacob has anything really important to say about Pinterest. I did a video on Pinterest, so you could um, click on that video. Um, I really wanted to go into the chat. I know there's been... I really want to thank everybody who's watching and um, e either Amy or anyone that do you want to call out anybody or ask any of the questions they're asking in the chat? 
Yeah, they were asking about um, the book link, which uh, Brianna and I both addressed that uh, it's in the YouTube description of this live. Um, so, of course, it'll be here after. And then I think she was going to post it in our Facebook group. Uh, so you guys can go right over to Gumroad and, and grab that. Um, some happy birthday wishes <laughs> for awesome. <our> Texas Amy. <laughs> People love the chat. Um, some tips. Uh, I see. I see Andy Slamons in the chat. That, that's awesome. Um, Mario. Uh, all kinds of people. Oh, really Bruno is um, throwing out some good tips on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, and then, Jacob, do you want to just say a, a little bit about the book and a little bit about whatever you want to talk about? Well, sure. I mean, I like. I'm happy to go through the different topics as well because I know you guys would specifically wanted to cover um, marketing, but. Yeah, just a little bit about the book, about my book. In sure. general. Yeah, so the book again, again, it's called Merch in the World of Print on Demand. It's been out for over a year. It's in its, it actually has six editions. The fifth edition is the one in Gumroad, and then the printed one is one edition more than that. There's only a few pages difference between them. And it covers um, the very basics. So if you know somebody who's just getting into pods, they don't even know what pod means, it goes from there. It goes into um, more than the basics. So an over, I'll just read the, the the table of contents will give you a good idea. <laughs> so there's the introduction, overview to pod, there's getting started, and the getting started per gets into a lot of complexity. So it starts out super basic, and the more ch the further into the book you get, the more complex it gets. So chapter by chapter, it gets more complex. So at the beginning, it's like, what is a pod? It's print on demand. How does it work? Well, you order something, it does this, like it explains things. So basically, it's for anyone. So as a beginner, you, you tell yeah. the beginning, beginner stuff and advanced. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. By chapter three, which is there's 11 chapters, we get into the basics, beyond the basics, programs you can use. So I go through app, mobile apps, websites, desktop programs, tablet apps, uh, websites that like you were talking about. I show people how to do mockups. I show people how to do images, how to make their own, how to use somebody else's services to make their own. Brianna, you're on the screen. VA Rentals is in the book. We talk about that. Um, I show people how to do apps for mobile, desktop, computer, vector programs. So I go into different types of programs for different types of designs that you can do, what the difference is between vectors and not vectors. Um, I go into online editing tools and services. So things like Canva, but there's uh, Pixplosion. There's a whole bunch of different um, apps on the web that you can use. So you can use them on any platform. Um, inspiration on fonts. So I go through like different types of fonts, why you would have fonts, how to isolate and locate a font. So if you see an ad and you like it and you want to put that in a design, I show you how to look up what the font is, where to get a font, how to buy them, and also how to get free ones. And I talk about the licensing on fonts and the commercial license versus personal use. Um, talk about that. Uh, reverse image searching. So if you want to check for copycats on your existing ones or you want to have a service that does that, like a virtual assistant or a team of people to do that for you, you can do that. Or if you want to get inspiration on, you see one design, you see similar designs because you want to think about how you might put one together. I show you how to do that using reverse image searches. And most people know you can do Google reverse image search, but again, so like TinEye and other programs that can do reverse images. Uh, resizing photos. So with Merch by Amazon with hoodies has the um, 4,500 by 4050 dimensions, which are different than the other designs. So I've got services on how to bulk resize your images um, and how to automate bulk resize your images. So if you have like 5,000 images and you want to resize them all for hoodies on Merch by Amazon, and then maybe you want to also put them on mugs on, let's say, I don't know, TeePublic, you can do mugs. You can resize them all for mugs, right? You can use a bulk resizer for that. Special cases, and then more information about fonts. So that's just one chapter three. 
which is three chapters in. Um, wow. Then I go through the platforms. Uh, there's <laughs> more than 35. They're all ranked by traffic, monthly traffic, based on Amazon site traffic, Alexa data. Oh, so that's the really helpful. of the actual pods mm -hmm. is ranked by traffic. And I also mention at the end of each pod how much traffic they actually get. So you can know how many monthly users comparatively there would be to other pods. Um, then there's, and they go into a lot of detail. So for example, they've got Amazon, Etsy, Redbubble, Zazzle, Teespring, Society6, Fine Art America, Custom Ink, Spreadshirt, Cafe Press, Tee Public, Printful, Designed by Humans, and that's less than half of the pods in one chapter. We have a question for Jacob. Sure. <laughs> uh, let me see who asked it. Alberto asked, are you a Star Wars fan? I, yeah, I love Star Wars. Uh, I've seen all of the, the original Star Wars. So the first three that came out and then the prequels and now the post-quills, I guess. There's two out of three of them out now. And then I also see like the saga movies as well. So I, I like Star Wars. We I own actually built a collection of all the Star Warses and I got the CD versions, which are really hard to get, apparently. Um, so yeah, I like Star Wars. Let's say yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Product sourcing asked uh, if anyone's ran ads on Google for their shirts. I guess the Google shopping is what they're referring to. Uh, well, there's different things. So uh, there's some of the pods give you free advertising on Google shopping itself. So for example, Redbubble, they have they had previously 25 million Google shopping slots and they ran out. So they got authorization from Google. Now they have 50 million slots on Google shopping. But there's different ways to use Google. You can use Google shopping. You can use AdWords, you can use Google uh, Trending, and then there you can use Google AdWords services to pick out niches. So there's different ways to use Google for both creating designs, marketing the designs, uh, making the designs more available, and you can also use Google Shopping yourself. So you don't have to wait for Redbubble to do that. If you want to put, here's a, here's a nugget, okay? People talk about nuggets sometimes. <laughs> and I don't mention these too often. These are things that may or may not be in the book. So if you want to create a Google shopping ad for your Merch by Amazon designs, you can do that. And think about what's happening there. If somebody searches on Google for the niche, right? You're going to see whatever the search results are. But on top of the search results, if there is a Google shopping ad, Google is incented to show that before the search results because you get paid when they click on it. But you get unlimited views of that Google shopping ad at no cost. You only pay when somebody clicks on it, right? So you can drive traffic to your Merch by Amazon listings through Google Shopping with no cost except for when you, they click on it. And that's on top of regular SEO organic search that you would get from Google. So you can build Google Shopping ads for your Merch by Amazon shirts. That's a little, that's a nugget. Awesome, thank uh, you. So there's a whole chapter on marketing. I go to intro to marketing, basics, marketing 101, 201, 10 things that buyers value, marketing theory. I have like a summary of actual theory on marketing that I wrote. Um, there's niche research. So how to create niches for yourself. I show you how to do like more than 100 different ways that you can create niche lists. So you should really, if you have the book, you should really never run out of niches. Um, marketing versus social media platforms. So I go Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. Those four I cover quite in depth on each of those. And then I have other places that you can market your designs, multiple ways to create um, print on demand can work for you. So I actually go into integrations. So doing platform to platform integrations on how to do workflows from like marketing to a platform to a web star. 
And with print on demand, there's different types. So you might have a one print on demand might be like a marketplace where like Merch by Amazon is a marketplace where people go and they expect to shop. But there's other print on demand companies that are just back end fulfillment. They don't have a marketplace and you can plug them into marketplaces. So for example, let's say you're in Merch by Amazon and you're in tier 1000 or 2000, but you've got 5000 designs or you're, you're hitting your daily limit. You'd like to do more. You could connect a print on demand platform to Amazon Seller Central and push on additional designs. So you can bypass the tiers. You can bypass the max tier. You can also put up products that Merch by Amazon doesn't offer. So if you want to do print on demand mugs on amazon.com and have it fully automated, you can do that. And a lot of people know about Printful. That's like super common. People know about it. But there's also other sites like Gearbubble that can do that. You can do a Printful to Shopify integration. If you've got Shopify, there's more than 10 different print-on-demand platforms, each with different products. So you can do print-on-demand jewelry and sell it on Amazon.com. You can do print-on-demand shirts, uh, canvas paintings. You can do like skateboards. You can do all kinds of things. And you can run them and sell them on Amazon.com outside of the clothing category even, right? Um, there's ways to do that. You can also sell on multiple Amazon marketplaces. So if you want to do print-on-demand and sell in Europe, you can do that. You want to sell in Canada, you can do that. You don't have to use just Amazon.com, right? Um, so a lot of people, if they've talked to me a lot, they, they think that I don't like Merch by Amazon. I love Merch by Amazon. I just wish it had more stuff. But you can get all that stuff without it, so it's fine. Do you mention um, the Walmart marketplace at all in the book? Yeah, I do several different ways. So I mentioned there's certain pods that you can go on to that give you a market listings on Walmart.com. And I explain exactly how to do it. You have to meet certain criteria on certain pods. So I detail exactly what the criteria is, how to do it, the steps involved, uh, where it goes. Yeah, it can get you on walmart.com, on wish.com, on uh, jet.com, Etsy, uh, eBay as a marketplace, including international eBay marketplaces so like eBay UK or eBay Canada, for example, um, Bonanza, uh, Rakuten, Tmall, JD.com, uh, yeah, Walmart. Com. In addition to marketplaces that you can use, like pods that give you access to those uh, other marketplaces like Walmart, I show you how to go directly. So if you want to directly list on walmart.com, there's instructions on how to do that. I tell you about how to get the documentation prepared to apply for the Walmart marketplace that's in the book under the section on Walmart. Um, and I show you how to connect uh, print-on-demand platforms so that you can automate that process. And when people order stuff on walmart.com, it goes through and it makes the shirt and sends it to the person, right? Because Walmart has like timing requirements and different production requirements. And I show you the partners that are authorized to do that, that you can connect to pods to fulfill your Walmart orders. We I'm not going to tell you how to do that, but that's yeah. in the book. We had wow. a couple Etsy questions. Um, Roy Rudin, I'm sorry if I'm ruining your name, <laughs> as for an Etsy app for posting on social sites. What's the question? Uh, if there's an Etsy app that you can use to post on social sites, I'm guessing like direct from Etsy. Yeah, so Etsy has its own app marketplace. So just like if you wanted to list on Etsy, you can make a listing on Etsy and you can fill it yourself, right? But if you want to connect it to a pod, you can connect it to a pod. You'd use an Etsy app. So you'd like, for example, with Printful, you can connect Printful to Etsy, and then it will fulfill for you. There's other pods you can connect, like uh, T uh, Aura and some other pods that will connect directly to Etsy. 
And I'll tell you the advantage of using multiple types of pods when you connect to a marketplace like Etsy, if nobody else knows about them, you're the only person that's using it, you can use specific items that nobody else has on Etsy. You could be the only person on Etsy or offering organic t-shirts. Printful doesn't have organic t-shirts, but Etsy has an integration to Printora and Printora has access to um, Royal Apparel and Royal Apparel through Printora has organic cotton t-shirts. There so you if you go, want to list organic cotton t-shirts on Etsy, you can do that. But Etsy, in addition to pods, the Etsy marketplace has a growing number of apps, just like Shopify has apps and people know that there's different apps that do different things. Etsy has its own apps. So yeah, I'm sure that there's um, social media apps that integrate into Etsy. I haven't used any of them. I don't talk about those in the book. Uh, there are areas that I'm aware of that are not in the book. There's a whole bunch of different I things. I cannot believe we found an area not in that book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go home right uh, now and and do uh, seventh edition. <laughs> well, it's yeah, funny it's because it's changing. So things just change so quickly so that an hour cool. from now you've got more information. You could be heading to your book. I'm sure. Like when I did the fourth edition before asking one you one nugget. I have a lot of nuggets. I've been writing on it. Jam packed. Like I I. I mean, we're over the hour, but I feel like I don't want to stop. Like it's just so many good nuggets. So yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say this. I don't, I didn't know that there was an hour, so I apologize if I'm talking too much, but um, we did like a five hour call on the weekend on print on demand that started at 1130 oh and went gosh. until 3.30 in the morning, right? <laughs> wow. And we had, we talked for five hours about print on demand, right? Well, what do you guys I think? Do you want to go a little longer? We did five hours. I know. <laughs> What do I you just want to get through the table of content so people know what's in it. So okay, keep going. Um, other pods that you can list on, other marketplaces you can do, good things that you can do with e-commerce platforms. So I actually go through multiple e-commerce platforms that you can list on outside of just regular pods. You, you can do other ones. Um, I go through community resources. And this is something that I think is really important. Anybody that's in the space, it's a lonely space until you get connected. Right? When you start... Imagine if you started print on demand and you didn't know about Facebook groups and you had nobody to connect to. It's going to be frustrating as anything. The book has a huge community resources things. So I go through different websites that you can Is connect with that talk about print on demand. What's that? Is merch money in there? You guys started <laughs> after the last question was published, so it's not there yet, but I can I'm put you in. Yeah, but you can start it started after the last edition. We're, so this we're two shows in, and we're like, can we be in your book, please? Yeah. Uh, there's uh, podcasts. There is a category for YouTube channels. I'll definitely put you guys in the next edition. I'm just fine. kidding. We're totally joking. Um, but that would why wouldn't I? Though, right? So uh, there's Facebook groups. There's other books on merch in the book about merch. So there's other books you can buy about the subject. Uh, there's courses. If you want to look at courses that you can get, I put in multiple other people's courses in the book. There's live videos and screen sharing tools. So right now we're using Google Hangouts, but you could also use like Zoom, you could use BeLive, you could use other video sharing services. I actually put that in here because if you want to collaborate with people, it's oh, important. Oh good, so because I really need to learn how to do that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people like, um, there's ways where you can have live YouTube streaming and also capture that and view it in Facebook Live. Yes, Amy has been telling me to do that and i'm like I, it's too much yeah one, one <laughs> thing at a time but get, get all the steps in there there's uh outsourcing so what is outsourcing things that you can outsource it turns out you can outsource 100 percent of your business i know this yeah and i don't mean like half of it or 75 percent. i mean all of it 100 percent. you can outsource um finding the niches making the designs can be outsourced 
Listing the designs can be outsourced. Managing. Brianna's nodding. Oh my goodness. She's, she's company. done all Brianna of that for me. Talk so, to Brianna. Yeah, <laughs> she did all of it for me. The VA rentals. Brianna's I haven't been able with. to get her to upload them for me yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> There's uploading services in the book. So all of those, a design research, each creation, managing resource, uh, design requests, um, uploading your designs across multiple pods, marketing your listings. You can, you can actually outsource the marketing of your stuff too. That's pretty fun. And then there's frequently asked questions, right? People have questions all the time. And I put in uh, almost 40 pages of frequently asked questions and answers to all the questions. Wow. Uh, then there's a Which, conclusion. This, this is a perfect place for me to ask somebody. This is something I've been curious about and somebody yeah. asked in the, in the chat um, with Etsy. Yeah. How important is it to have a catchy name for your Etsy store? This is what I'm tripped up on. I don't think it's important at all. Business. Nobody cares. No? No. I mean, as a creator, you care. <laughs> care. Nobody else cares. When Nobody think cares about, about your name, maybe. Yeah. When, think about this. If I want, If I want to buy this, whatever this is, Right. This is like, I don't know, a clip and I can connect it to a camera dolly. Yeah. OK, so that's what that is. Let's say I go on the Internet and I'm looking for this because I'm a photographer and I want to do motion graphics in my video camera. Right. I go to Amazon, let's say because I figure Amazon's no store has this. You can't probably buy this in the shelf from Walmart. Right. But I'll go on to Amazon. I'll type in this when it comes up and it says sold by Amazon or sold by somebody else. How many buyers care? They don't care. They don't well, care that's on Amazon, but Etsy's a different, you know, it's more the mom and pop thing. So is well, name but you still don't really care. I mean, so if you have repeat business, if you have a business with a lot of repeat business and you're trying to develop a brand and let's say you you sell like organic honey and you want to connect with like the farmer and that kind of thing, then they do want that connection. So the connection is important. What you call it is irrelevant. It could be Hannah's. Uh, honey, I think people get like, hung up on that with Pinterest too. So like they create boards and they want it to be all yeah. these cutesy little names. The problem yeah. with that is that um, there's going to be less people searching for that cutesy name. So it's better if you just have keywords in your board titles or probably your store titles than worrying so much about if it sounds super cute. Yeah, it's a, it's more about findability and reach than it is about the feeling it gives you to buy from that store. That being said, if you develop a larger brand, the larger the brand becomes, the more important that can become. So I don't want to say it's totally not important. The um, I'll give an example, Lululemon, right? Lululemon started out as a very small company and they grew very quickly. But now when I say Lululemon, you guys think you like yoga clothing. Yoga. So, <laughs> and so they've built that brand, right? But when they started it didn't matter but once they grew to a certain size then it becomes mattering right so it's the same thing with an etsy store when you start it doesn't really matter but the larger your store becomes and the more repeat traffic you have and the more word of mouth people start to repeat buy from you that that's when it starts to matter more and you always have the option of changing it right so if you get to a certain size and you decide that you know pink marshmallows and jumping unicorns wasn't a great name you want to change it to like <laughs> pastures milk whatever <laughs> then you can change it, right? So it's the same thing with Merch by Amazon. You can change your brand name. You can switch your brand. You can run more than one brand at the same time. Awesome. I, I hope Thank that answers you. your question, though. Oh, big time. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Is there any more last things in the chat? And just real quick before I forget, I just want to say that um, we are so thankful that you came on the show today, Jacob. You've done, I mean, we all learned so much. We all were taking notes. Um, and any the rest of the book, just the from the table of contents. Okay, go ahead. Keep okay, going. sorry. So what? there's a frequent last questions. There's a conclusion, which wraps everything up. Then there's chapter 10 is like mind blowing. It's literally 
Additional <laughs> info going beyond the other chapters. Coming soon, very soon. Uh, and then there's a glossary. But uh, don't discount it because it has a ridiculous name. The content in chapter 10 shows you how to bulk automate multiple designs across multiple print-on-demand platforms simultaneously in bulk, fully automated. Oh my gosh. Answer to my prayers. Why did we wait till the very end to say well, I put it at the end of the book too, because I want I don't want you don't want that getting out there. It gives you the ability to upload like fifty thousand designs a day. So if oh everybody God. does that, then it's gonna be kind of crazy, right? Yeah. So if I'm not up in the morning hashtagging, it's because I was <laughs> up all night reading Jacob's book. I, I know. Well, there's I a warning about that. Actually, She'll still be up in the morning hashtagging. Don't want to believe. Here's a warning for Brianna. Look at this. In the beginning of the book, in the legal disclosures, before the table of contents, I put a sleep warning because when I was writing it, I had problems here. Many of the concepts and ideas contained in the book cause you to become more excited than you can imagine and may result in severe sleep loss. Exercise caution and consult with a healthcare professional as needed. Personally, I had to take sleeping aids in order to fall asleep because I was so excited writing the book. But everyone's different, so be safe, enjoy the book, and don't forget to sleep. Oh my God. Christopher says don't use hash when you're hashtagging. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, that's, that, so that's the chapters in the book. I, you asked me to talk about them, so that's done. Awesome. That's uh, amazing. Hmm. I can't wait. I am going to read that from cover to cover. I am excited. Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to have to yeah. read it. <laughs> yeah. I encourage people to read to not only buy it, but also read it. So the if you go to the Gumroad version, the link that you guys have in the description, in the actual top of the title, there's a little orange box and it says action leads to results, learn to do more. I think that's really meaningful because a lot of people, and you guys have been around for a while, you know this, people will buy a course, they'll spend like, I don't know, $200 on a course or $500 or $800 or whatever. Some people spend like $5,000 on a course and literally they won't even take the course. They won't read the book, they won't watch the videos, they won't do anything. So here's a, a really, if you wanna improve how you're doing any part of your pod business that happens to be addressed in the book, you do have to read the book. Buying the book doesn't help you to sell more. Reading it and then learning it and then doing it, even if you've read it, if you don't do it, it doesn't affect your sales, right? You have to actually do it. You could read about a bunch of platforms and upload nothing to any of them, your sales aren't going to go up because you didn't take action. But if you even read like one page and you see one pod that really stands out, right? Like maybe Fine Art America, you like the fact that you can put your designs on network television and you want to have your designs on ABC. I talk about that in the book, right? You have to actually sign up for the platform and upload a design and then click a box. So if you don't do those three things, you, your shirts are not going to be on like Roseanne, the TV show. But if you do those three things, the probability of that happening is very high because they have a licensing agreement with network television. You can put your designs into television shows, which air for like the next 30 years on TV and reruns and everything else, right? So I would say take action when you read, if you read the book or if you get it, or even if your friend gets it and you borrow their book or something, um, don't do that with the digital copy because that's very bad economically. But if they have a printed version, you can lend it to somebody. Um, I, I encourage people to take action and actually do, even if you do a little bit, it can really add incrementally on top of what you're already doing, right? And I was I gonna say been... that the size of it is, I mean, it's sizable, so don't get, I would say to everyone, don't get overwhelmed either. I mean, you yeah. had actionable content on one page. 
take <laughs> one page, yeah. read it and do it. And don't try to do the whole book tomorrow, which I'm probably going to try to do tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but, Unless you're Brianna, then you can do the whole book tonight. Yeah, Everyone I mean, else. It's okay. just, Superwoman. <laughs> it's just amazing that just taking one page, two pages, one chapter and really immersing yourself in it and then right. like doing it. Ugh. I have been so impressed with this group of how quickly people take action. Cause I, I agreed with the same thing with Jacob. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this video on Amazon Spark and people are gonna say it's nice and that's it. And so many people may post that day uh, on it. Like I could not believe how fast the turnaround was. It wasn't like next week, maybe I'll look at it. Like they were posting that day. Yeah. So we're hungry. I'm, we're hungry. I can't we wait hope. to see what everyone does with this book. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. We're, Walmart doesn't know what's coming. All these. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's stuff in the book sometimes. Like when I was reading it, I found out a lot of stuff. Remember, before I wrote the book, a lot of the stuff that's in it, I didn't even, I'd never even heard of. I had to research, right? So I spent over a thousand hours of of like logging time to actually create the book, right? And I found out a bunch of stuff. So I'm sure that there's some data, there's some information in the book that is so buried, you can Google it and it won't even come up, right? You can literally take out some of the information in the book. You could literally Google into a search engine, not just Google, you can put it in any search engine and it doesn't even come up. It's not, it's not searchable, right? I had to go in and actually read the sites. I went like, I'd go into a pod, I'd sign up for the pod, load designs onto it. I'd go into the FAQ in the pod, read the whole thing. I've read on all the pods that I'm on, I've read the entire FAQ of every pod that I'm on from beginning to end, right? So that's how I went about doing it. I wanted to be thorough and I didn't want to miss stuff. That's just my personality. I'm very like analytical. And so there's stuff that's in the book that you you really, um, unless you've gone on and done that, which you can do, you can go into a pod and you, you could happen to read something. There's little tidbits. I usually label them with pro tip. Um, there's a bunch of pro tips throughout the book. And if you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. There's stuff in there. Like, for example, if you have a listing on, um, Teespring, did you know if you register your Teespring account with your Facebook ad account, you get an extra 50 cents on every sale for every listing on the entire platform forever cool. on top of what you normally get. It's just an extra 50 cents on every single sale. I'm writing that down. Me too. <laughs> That's like a pro tip, right? But if you didn't know that, then you're not going to do it, right? You can't take action on stuff you don't know about very well. You know what I mean? So I tried to like fill it with all kinds of like, some of it's really obscure, right? Um, but some of it's some of it's really obvious. And if you already know it, you're going to read it and be like, yeah, of course, everybody knows that, right? But if you don't know it and you read it, you're like, wow, that's amazing, right? So different people are going to get different things. I can almost guarantee that there's content in the book that almost nobody... Um, generally think, speaking, nobody I would think you can definitely guarantee that. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no way that nobody, everybody knows all this stuff. Right. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the book keeps getting updated too, right? So if you read the book before, like, let's say you read it a year ago when it came out, the version one, the version one was like around less than a hundred pages. Right. And then version two came out and then the third version or the editions, I guess, the third edition, the fourth edition, the fifth edition, and the print version is the sixth edition. Um, if you've already read one of the earlier editions, but you haven't looked at it in like the last eight or 10 months or whatever, um, you get the free updates for life in Gumroad. So all you do is you go to your Gumroad library and you re-download the current version and you'll find that it has more stuff. Um, so even if you've read it, if you want to reread it, there's a lot of new stuff. Like the last version more than doubled the content. It's 
like from four to five, I spent almost a year before I pushed out that update and it's it more than doubled the content in the book. So it's really changed uh, a lot. Amazing. It's awesome. Any last things you wanted to add, Jacob, or any last questions? Uh, I wonder if there's more questions in the comments. This is a live chat and a lot of the times like it's easy to get as speakers, it's easy for us to have a conversation, get caught up in it. Uh -huh. But like it can I don't I can't see the chat, but can somebody go through and check and see if we answered all the questions? Because sometimes I know sometimes if you have an unanswered question in the chat, it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, and we should also keep in mind people watching the replay. Uh, we shared this with like more than 15,000 people. So you're probably going to get some replays. So mm -hmm. we want to address those people as well. It's, thanks for watching the replay, right? Yeah. Jack, yeah totally. um, Jack Browning asks, what site was that Teespring to connect to Facebook? So if you want to connect Teespring, uh, well, Teespring, he was talking about Teespring to Walmart, probably. Yeah, maybe. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, Teespring. the Facebook ads account, yeah, maybe? Facebook ads. I'll look it up. Hold oh, on. yeah. Okay. Oh, there you go with the tabs and everything. Ready <laughs> to go. Yeah. I didn't label all of the pods, so it may take me a couple of seconds to look it up. And the Teespring section is huge, but I'll definitely get to you. There's like a little, there's a little note in the bottom of one of the pages that shows you how to do it. Oh, somebody's asking, can we get a link to the Amazon Spark video? That's on my personal uh, YouTube page, and uh, my name's Helen Kinson, but it's, it's one of the featured, like you'll see a little featured section of YouTube's, um, and mine's there, and Brianna's YouTube is there. Jack um, said something It's also in the Facebook group. You can uh, join our Facebook group, and we posted a link there as well. I've been answering some of the questions, too, like just typing. Oh, so I, I mentioned that too. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, but Jack was talking about the 50 cent thing. I yeah, guess he missed part of it. Is that what you're looking up? Okay. Yeah. I just have to and find it. Christopher wants to know, did you make that Huntington, Huntington Beach hat? No, this is, uh, so last year I went on the Merch Madness tour. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that or not. And I posted a lot about it on Facebook, but I went to more than 40 different cities across North America and more than half the states and more than half the provinces. And I met with people individually, like one-on-one -on -one at almost every location. Um, some of them were group meetings. And I talked to them about print on demand and what they're doing and how they feel about things and like what questions they had. And I just kind of met with people for an evening or whatever. Um, and one of the locations I went to was Huntington Beach where um, my friend Sean Zent has a cart on the beach. Like he physically sells these. Well, he doesn't actually sell these. He sells other hats. And I went and spent the day with him and I actually filled up a shopping cart and went out on the pier and I almost got arrested. The, I got pulled over by the police because I didn't have a license to sell on the pier itself. And I guess it's like a world famous <laughs> attraction. And so I got kicked off the, the beach, but I went to the uh, CVS and they had these in the CVS and I'm like, cool, I'm here. I want to like a visor. It's very sunny. So I bought the hat and then now I use it if I'm having a really bad hair day, I'll just throw on the visor. <laughs> Today, my hair is awful because yesterday we had a fire. I was going to say, you've had a lot going on. It's yeah, like right now our furnace is not running, so it's getting increasingly colder in here. And so I just, I haven't wanted to take, you know, just, basically my hair is messed up. So <laughs> that's the uh, short that's story behind the hat. <laughs> There's a lot of stories behind a lot of things, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I have to look for it. There's a pro tip. I've got to increase. So in the table of contents, I didn't label all the platforms. I'm in the Teespring space, but the Teespring space itself is like, there's like 15 pages on Teespring. It's a really big pod. Christopher uh, said you could have just claimed mental illness and the cops would have let you go. 
Well, what I said was like, I'm from Canada and that's my friend over there. And he has a license to be on Huntington Beach and he has a licensed cart. I'm just like the mobile version of that. I thought I'd go and tell people there and I haven't sold anything for my cart. So technically I'm not breaking the law, but I'm happy to go and take the cart back if you don't want me to like push a shopping cart down the pier, right? I didn't accept any money. I didn't have no payment system. So they really had no grounds to arrest me. And so they let me go. And they didn't deport you. So you're okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, here it is. It's under free money. So pre-tip. So on page 100 of the printed version right now, um, authenticate your Facebook ads account and get an extra 50 cents discount uh, per sales from the start. And you do that inside of Teespring. Oh, okay. So it's in around volume discounts. That's where it is. So if you go to the volume discounts section of Teespring, uh, the more designs you sell on Teespring, you get volume discounts. So if you sell between 100 and 500 units, you get an extra discount of 40 cents. Up to 1,000, you get a dollar discount off the base price, right? So you're making more profit per shirt. And it goes all the way up to like 20,000 plus where you're getting $4.80 of a discount on the base. And then there's a discount for the U.S. side of Teespring. And there's a different discount on the EU side. And I actually lay them out in here. But at the bottom of the page on Teespring about the discounts, it tells you inside like the details on that page, it says you have to link up. So authenticate your Facebook ads account with Teespring and you'll get 50 cents discount per sale anytime. And then I label it as free money. So if you have the Gumroad version, you can type in free money. I actually put more than one places in here. Um, so you can get 50 cents per sale from Teespring. You can also get like $100 back if you have a Payoneer account. There's a link in the book to just give you $100 cash. So if you're worried about the price, the price of the book on Gumroad is 57 bucks. But in the book, I've got links that give you $100 US dollars. And I label them as free money. So if you have it on like your desktop, it's a PDF, you can search free money and you get a whole bunch of sections that come up on that. Um, even like some of the courses, I negotiated discounts on almost everything that I put in the book if it's paid. So if you're thinking about taking, for example, uh, a course on how to do Etsy more in depth, like a video course, because you don't like what I put in it on the book already, which has pretty detailed. But if you wanted to go in and take it even further and take a course about it, I've got like a hundred dollar discount on courses that you can take that are exclusive to my book. As far as I know, those discounts don't exist outside of the book, right? There's savings on multiple things like Brianna VA uh, rentals. You, there's click, there's links in the book to VA rentals, but not just like there's one click that goes to everything. And then there's other links that go to specific products. And I actually talk about you know, VA rentals has this service and this service and this services. This is what they do. This is what they offer. This is how it works. These are the steps. And um, here's information about it. You can click on it. A lot of those things in the book, um, they aren't just links to services. They are also include discounts or discount codes or just a reduction in price. So you can save money on other things if you own the book. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, well, if you get like a Payoneer account, put $1,000 in it, they'll pay you $100 cash and you can pay for the book for that. And then you can take your neighbor out for dinner. <laughs> right? You still have money left over. Awesome. awesome. Good show, guys. This, yeah. is, this has been amazing. So. <laughs> I know. I know. We're like stunned. We don't even know. I know. That's exactly how I feel. I think my brain just exploded. Yeah. That's I have to recognize all of... my notes. I would say the, the number one complaint that I have about the book is it covers too much. 
So if you're feeling it covers too much, just take a break, put it down, take the sleep aids. I carry sleep aids when I'm reading my own book. So this is my box I use. I can't, I literally can't sleep when I'm working on the book. So I have to take them in order to sleep. Oh my God. But I think, I think I need something like that. Yeah. Or it, let's say you're not, you know, some days you're not sure what kind of design to do and you're kind of bored and you're like, okay, I have a bunch of stuff I can do, but I don't feel like doing any of it. What do I do today? It's kind of a non-motivated day. There's 365 pages in the book. So if you get a calendar, let's say there was a calendar on Redbubble, for example, because you can do calendars in Redbubble now, you can actually like have the page number on the calendar and just look at one page and do whatever's on that page. I love it. That's a great idea. There you go. Yeah. That's, there you go. Uh, imagine, and anybody that makes products and stuff. where you would be in a year if you really did that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could have a reading program. You know, like people call it the merch Bible, right? But if a, a lot of Bibles have like a work, like um, devotional like a work through, yeah. you know, like 365 days and you'll read the whole Bible kind of thing. So if you wanted to do that with a the book, there's 365 pages. You could create your own like read through the book in a year program and just read like one page a year, a, a day, right? So new new uh, website merch devotional and have it linked to your book. <laughs> I'll talk to Johnny who made the merch Bible. Maybe he'll make merch devotional or something. Right, I, I think that's it's a little, great. It's a little that sacrilegious, would... but it's kind of fun, right? <laughs> awesome. Well, what do you guys think? Are we? Is, I think we're we ready, ready to questions. wrap up. We, yeah, I think we're all caught up. Uh, can we hold the book up? Yeah, I was just going to say, oh, someone yeah, sure. wants you to hold the book up real quick here. It's That's it from the front on the side. So if you put it on your bookshelf, it's quite nice. You can see it's got the name of the book. And then mine's got a bunch of papers and stuff in it. But you can see there's like tons of pages. The printed book itself is over 300 pages. So it's got pages and stuff. How much is the Jacob Topping um, with the tabs and everything in there? Like This, one, this version? Your version. <laughs> Uh, what the editor's cut? Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> the personalized version. Uh, that's a funny story. So the book, the printed version, for people that don't know, the printed version has been out for less than a month. It's brand new, right? The ebook, the Gumroad version, it's already sold like uh, I don't want to get into numbers, but it sold more than fifty thousand dollars worth of copies in its first year, and it's been out for more than a year now. The printed version's been out less than less than a month. And right now I have pre-orders on the printed copy and I'm waiting to get the printed copies here from CreateSpace and they're not fast enough. So I, I order them from CreateSpace and then I order them from amazon.ca and then I order them from amazon.com. I'm trying to get my own book printed so I can ship it out to people who pre-ordered the printed copy. Wow. Like it's problematic for me. So <laughs> if anybody knows how to like ship things faster using either CreateSpace or Amazon and affordably, cause um, I can pay for like rush shipping. I sent a book to Australia and the book cost me $26 to ship. And I'm like, it was, it was an affiliate commission and that person had got it at a discount using a promotion that I had one time. And so at that point I'm, it's, I'm losing money on the book by shipping it out to people in certain circumstances. So if anybody has any tips on how to ship things um, quickly, but not expensively, I'm open to learning about that because that's not a, an area that I'm good at or that I have a lot of. A lot of people are wondering about the Kindle version. There's no Kindle version right now, but you can get the Gumroad version. The link is in the video and you can email it to your Kindle device. And then once it's there, it plays on all your Kindle. So your Kindle, the actual physical Kindle or your iPad, you can open it up in iBooks if you have an iPad, uh, or you can open it up in Kindle on your iPad if you want, or any of the devices you can run Kindle on. So you can, you can get that, but you can't buy it from Kindle right now. 
at the moment. I just haven't had time to set it up yet. So it'll, it will become available on Kindle later and audiobooks and other languages as well as something I'm looking into. Awesome. Uh, so I want to translate it into German and to Japanese and one other language. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much. You're our first guest and it's going to be hard for other guests to uh, top I, this. I don't know. I don't know. Some of the other guests are pretty smart. I recommend. So uh, you were talking about Instagram. There's a friend of mine, Fernando. He's going to be speaking at the Houston conference uh, this he's week. He's already on the, he's already booked. He's on the list. Yeah. Yes, he is. All right. All right. He's already booked. He's so, coming up soon here. He's uh, already Fernando and myself and Chris Green and a number of other speakers, uh, which are very knowledgeable well, about print on Chris demand. Green, he, he needs to be on our show. He is not booked yet. So <laughs> yeah, they're all going to be speaking at uh, Simple Simples on Sellers the uh, conference, which is in Texas. I understand Amy, who's from Texas, has a Texas birthday today. Amy, you I recommend you come to the Simples on Seller conference in Houston. It's I've, on. I've it's this week. About it. I've thought about it. It's this week, Amy, and it's your birthday. Go get that interview. <laughs> yeah, it's on the 27th. So if you wanna if you wanna go to that conference, you can you know reach out to people that are speaking there, like myself or Fernando or Chris, and maybe you can just be there. That would be fun. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Yeah, and speaking of guests, next week we have Joe Clay on. So he um, he's going to be talking about design, quality design. So that's yeah. our topic next week. Make sure that you ask him about mobile design. And there's a story behind that when you have him on. <laughs> oh, okay. He was on my Merch Madness tour. I actually flew out to uh, Texas and then I drove up to Oklahoma. And I met Joe Clay and my wife met him. The three of us hung out for like a few hours in Oklahoma, just one-on-one. -on -one. Well, oh, that's one -on -one, great. Yeah, so ask him about his mobile designs. All I'm right, sure I will. Have lots to say about it. Yes, he That's loves right, designing yeah. on mobile. Yeah, yeah. Cool. he he has all kinds of tips. So yeah, I love Joe. We talk a lot. Yeah, we yeah. did maple syrup together virtually uh, when we talked. <laughs> so we did a video call, right? Uh -huh. And he wanted to know about maple syrup. So I have a maple tree in my front yard. So I got out a drill and I drilled the hole into it and I put like the spigot thing in and I basically explained to him exactly how maple syrup is made showing oh. him on my actual maple tree that we have, were getting maple syrup from. Wow. It's kind of fun. That's was the cool. maple syrup actually running? Uh, no, it was the wrong time of the year, so it was dry. <laughs> but right now, uh, actually, like the last two weeks, and for like a month and a half before that, the temperature's been perfect. So if you haven't had actual pure 100% maple syrup, and it doesn't even have to be from Canada, because like Vermont makes maple syrup and other places, right? But um, this year, I suspect the price will be lower than other years because the season, it's very seasonal. And to make maple syrup, you have to have basically above zero in the daytime, zero degrees Celsius, and below zero degrees Celsius at night. And it has to be that that condition is required to make the sap flow. Uh, so that's been like a very long maple syrup uh, season this year. So if you haven't tried it, it's probably going to be less expensive this year um throughout the year because there's going to be tons of it like we have maple syrup drips on our car and we have to like wash it off the car in order to see out the window it's kind of frustrating but we joke about it we're like oh yeah our, our, 
car because it gets covered in sap and then it dries off in the sun and it's it makes like maple candy on our car but it's really frustrating just like other tree sap like it sucks to get it off but if it's maple you can like scrape it off and eat it it's, it's like maple candy. oh my god yeah so when we go to the car wash we have to spray it off so we can like see out the window because it's like gel all over your windshield with maple syrup it's crazy yeah well, thank you so much. Anybody have any last little things to say? Definitely check out Jacob's book. Absolutely. Come, come on over to the Merch Money group and uh, we'll have the links up there so that you can buy the hard copy or the, or uh, obviously I think you should get the gum road so you can get the updates. Or um, both. A lot both. of people get both. I think both. Yeah, yeah oh, worth absolutely. It. So we'll have those links up for everybody. And thank you so much, Jacob, for coming Thanks, on. Jacob. We'll have Thanks to uh, me, guys. maybe plan a future interview again to kind of dive into some more I, stuff. I would, I would invite each of you. I have a show that I do that's a live video show. I invite. I would like to invite each of you to reach out, and I can interview each of you one at a time or as a group, whatever you want, or both, um, to chat about the things that you guys do. Because you guys, everybody does something differently, right? That's something I found out going to conferences. You go to a conference, you network with somebody. And you're like, oh yeah, I saw them. They talk about this. I know they know about this. But then you meet them in person. You find out that's like 10% of what they do. Yeah, it's 90% of other stuff that you will blow your mind. Like you would not believe how much these ladies know about things that they haven't yet talked about because they know stuff and they just don't have time to talk about all of it on every show. But I encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, watch the replays, come back, set your little bell alarm so you can see the the merch money YouTube channel. And make sure you come back and you watch their shows because over time you'll start to see all these little things that these ladies know that you may not have thought of and you'll learn more that way. And the group, the group videos are actually quite synergetic. Uh, they work well for that. Oh, thank you so much, Jacob. Yeah, thanks, Jacob. <laughs> that was so nice. I know. Aww. Well, and thank you can you share, share the video with your, if you're watching the replay and this is near the end, make sure you share it on your channels. Absolutely. You just go on YouTube, you click on share, and then you copy the link and you put it places. You don't even have to be into merch. Maybe you're an FBA seller and you're watching this, or you're maybe, maybe you like maple eBay. syrup. Yeah, maybe you're a maple syrup farmer and you've been or keyworded. Or pinata shirts. Yeah. <laughs> just take share the link from the YouTube video replay and put it in your emails if you want as like part of your signature, just check out this channel. These girls are awesome. They have these crazy guests on that make maple syrup and stuff. And you, people will love you more if you share their YouTube video. So do that. Another, another nugget from Jacob. Another Chappell. nugget. We just can't, we can't end this show. The nuggets just lots keep coming. Of nuggets, <laughs> lots of nuggets tonight, folks. Lots of nuggets. I've been writing yes. post-its everywhere. I've posted all around me. <laughs> we're all gonna have to watch the replay just to like get all i'll give you guys another nugget because we didn't close the call yet when you have joe clay on okay make yes. sure you ask him about his patreon because joe is very like he does so many things that he doesn't talk about but here's a little nugget for people that are going to tune in the ne next show to, to listen to joe who's very good if you subscribe to joe's patreon channel you get access to all of the things he posts on gumroad that is a valuable nugget. You subscribe to his Patreon and you get all the things that are on his Gumroad. Joe Clay is going to be here next week. 
there you go. I think that's the that's the perfect ending to the show. Absolutely. <laughs> Our current guest recommending the next guest. Can't do anything better than that. We love it. <laughs> so, thank you so much, guys. Thank, thank, you, thank you so Jake, much for watching. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah, big time. Thank you. Thank have you, Jacob. Day. I want to see you in thank Texas. Thank you. Yeah. Happy Happy day. Day. I, might, I might show up in Houston. <laughs> if you don't come to Houston, I might just pop up and give you a birthday present. Who knows? Anything's possible in the world of print on demand, right? Hey, you know, that's that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Bye. Thanks for bye. watching. Bye.